Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it's been the French Open matchup long forecast and long anticipated. A semi-final meeting in Paris between Novak Djokovic and Spain's newest clay court maestro, Carlos Alcaraz. And it does take place tonight on Stan Sport after a dramatic women's semi-final last night. Wally Masur is with us on the captain's run. Wally, good morning. How are you? Mate, I'm well. That women's semi-final last night, I've got to say, that was something else. So, Irina Sabalenka, the world number two, reigning Australian Open champion. What is Wally? She's up 5-2 in the third and deciding set. She's serving for the match against Karolina Mukova, only to lose the next five games and bow out. Incredible. It was incredible. But how good, we, we, you know, we'll get to that point, but how good was the tennis? Because we mm-hmm. had this, uh, this classic matchup between the powerful baseliner and the athletic counterpuncher who was not afraid to come to the net, not afraid to take chances, you know, very creative in her play. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed the contest. And look, you know, Sabalenka, maybe maybe a touch of nerves at 5-2, but I've just got to take my hat off to Mukova. You know, she just, look, she's had some big wins in the slams before, but she's never been on a run like this. But, you know, in the big moments, she just kind of stepped up and, I was surprised. You know, I knew she had a lot of skills and a lot of variety, but, you know, there were times in that match, and particularly in that third set, where she just went toe-to-toe with Sabalenka and did unbelievably well. It was a really enthralling contest. Yeah, so I went for three, I think, three hours and 13 minutes, Wally. I mean, the, as you touched on, the assessment in the aftermath was that this might have been one of the great women's semis. Oh, uh, yep, 100%. 100%. I just... um. Look, I'm, I'm pumped, you know, I'm, I'm old, I'm 60, you know, tennis <laughs> used to be played a little bit differently, it wasn't all power, you know, there was, you know, you look at like a John McEnroe, for example, mm. and, you know, there's a few different ways to skin a cat, and I'm really, really pleased with what, uh, say, you know, Alcaraz, and we'll look forward to that match against Djokovic, what he brings, um, you know, this all-court tennis, and it's, yes, the rackets and the technology lends itself to this powerful baseline play, but we're starting to see an answer to that, and Mukova, you know, she delivered in spades. I mean, she was brave, you know. It's pretty brave to come to the net on clay because it's not easy. Your footing is, is bad. You know, it's hard to be dynamic and move explosively. But she figured out when and how. And when she got to the net, you know, great racket skills, great technique. And I think you can tell by my voice, I was pumped. Yeah, yeah. She's a very competitive 43 in the world as well. I know she's claimed, as you touched on, some scalps over the journey. I think she beat Ash Barty here at the Aussie Open a few years ago now. But, geez, Wally, she even cramped right up at one point, but had to continue because, obviously, you can't seek medical intervention for a cramp, can you? So how how did Sabalenka not close this out? You'd think this will haunt her for a while, wouldn't you? Yeah, and look, the... There was a an element to Sabalenka where everyone thought, well, she's got the game to win a slam. And there's a little hitch on her serve. And that, at times, you know, her serve would, um, she'd lose, you know, confidence in the second serve. And in some big moments in slams, there was that little technical hitch, which would kind of let her down and she'd lose confidence and she'd lose away. But then, you know, she wins the Australian Open in style. Um, she speaks about, 
you know, the rest of her game is sound. You know, if things go a little wrong on the surf, that's okay. I've got game. She wins the Australian Open. You know, she's on a 12-13 match winning streak in slams, you know, coming up against Mukova. But, uh, yeah, you just have to think maybe there was just that little pit in the stomach at 5-2, you know, the, mm. uh, you know, the expectation, the moment, you know, there's no finish line in tennis. You've got to close it out and a little bit of nerves. But as I say, Mukova stood up. You know, she didn't go missing. She didn't believe that she'd lost the match. She just... She, she just had a red-hot go, and then the momentum was all hers. Um, and, you know, Sabalenka couldn't arrest the slide. Oh, just amazing. So before we get to the men, it's Iga Sviontek who got through her semi-final today with relative calm, comparatively speaking, yeah. against Mukova. So the women's final tomorrow, Wally, I mean, how are we to forecast this? Yeah, well, how are we to forecast this? Because Mukova's got the game to... We've seen it. We've got, she's got the game to unsettle anybody the way she's playing. What is, what is the duration, the physical duration of that match due to her? Is she self-satisfied? You know, she's arrived at the final. Does she have a moment where she articulates, wow, how well have I done? You know, and once you do that, you're kind of cooked. You know, you've got to stay in the moment for two weeks, and that's not easy to do. So there's almost some variables away from the tennis that might affect Mukova. Um, I think I've got to go with Siontek as a slight favourite, but if Mukherjee can find the best tennis, she might surprise us all. Yeah. So, Carlos Alcaraz has said to beat the best, Wally, you have to to be the best. You have to beat the best, and and that's obviously for him, Novak Djokovic. I mean, this is a, I guess, a crossing of the generations, isn't it? The current world number one against the man who has had that title for longer than anyone else in the game, and he's obviously playing for history, and that is to become the greatest men's major winner of all time with 23 majors. The level that Carlos has been playing at, I mean, it's been something extraordinary. Everyone's waiting for him to tighten up, and it's just not happening. No, let's say, and he's number one, you know, everyone's chasing him, everyone's talking about him. Uh, It doesn't seem to faze him. He's gotten better as the tournament has gone on. He's pretty masterful in his last two matches. Just a little hiccup against Tsitsipas at the end there. Tried to put it away. Took him about six match points finally to get it done. But if you look at the two men, Djokovic and Alcaraz right now, just in sheer tennis terms, you'd say Alcaraz is in a slightly better place. But Novak has, you know, he's had some injuries throughout the course of the clay court season. It wasn't a full clay court season for him, some uncharacteristic losses, but he's getting incrementally better Mm. throughout the course of this tournament. Novak is a winner. He's so driven. You know, I, I guarantee you that he has his eye on that 23rd Grand Slam title. And when Novak puts his mind to something, look out, you know, because he's got a mind like a steel trap. It doesn't matter how much adversity, it doesn't matter if he's not the crowd favourite, it doesn't matter what's going on, you know, three centimetre tear in his side, Australian Open, he's just a winner. So on pure tennis terms, I've got to go with Alcaraz, but I, you know, I've probably got a bit of PTSD watching Novak all these years, thinking, how do I bet against this man? Mm. who is just, you know, what, what you get a winning record against Nadal and Federer. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. And I have a feeling he'll pull something out of the hat. But, um, you know, conversely, you know, Alcaraz is still improving. He's actually getting better. You know, he'll play his best tennis probably in about four or five years, which, you know, injury, notwithstanding injury, let's hope he stays healthy. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so he's getting better all the time. So he may step out in that semifinal and show us something we haven't seen yet. So, look... Absolutely something to look forward to. As, I hope it lives up to the hype, but there's certainly been a lot of that. Uh, on the other side, quickly, just to say on Kasper Rud and Alex Verev, who almost the forgotten semi. Yeah, but look, both men, both men are quality, right? So Rude finalist here, uh, Zverev semi-finalist here. 
last year when he breaks his ankle. And here he's a year, one year later. I mean, that's a good recovery, isn't it? That's a, he's gone full circle. He's back on the court where he actually injured himself really badly a year ago. So Zverev comes in. He was 22 in the world, comes in to this tournament. And, you know, like, I, I'm not convinced, but he keeps winning. And he, he just keeps finding a way to navigate difficult situations. He's playing with a calm that wasn't really a trademark of his free the injury. So maybe the injury has given him a little bit of perspective. But if you have a look at his face in the matches, you know, he's completely calm. He's really within himself. He's got easy power. What he is doing is saving a lot of break points with quality serves. And he's getting in trouble, but he's getting out of trouble well. You know, But he'll certainly need to do that against Rude. Uh, Rude overplayed last year. Played too much tennis. Played a bunch of exhibitions at the end of the year has barely fired a shot until this year's French Open, but here he is completely on song. I'll go rude, 51-49. Well, we have been, Wally, we have been so spoilt at this French Open, and he's hoping the best is somehow still to come. May it long continue. Uh, I can hear it in your voice, that's for sure. Really appreciate you joining us this morning to run us through it. Yeah, well, not at all, mate. I'm, I'm loving it. Wally Masur there. And you can watch every Roland Garros match on the home of Grand Slam Tennis, Stan Sport. Every match streaming ad-free, live and on demand, with four-court streaming in 4K Ultra HD. And to start your free seven-day trial, visit stan.com.au forward slash tennis.